Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'd like to share with you once more the words that Paul wrote to Timothy in his second letter. Words encouraging him and us to remember. Remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Our heritage of faith. Remember Jesus Christ. Remembering, remembering things from school days. Maybe remembering things from apostle school days. They have things called yearbooks. Really, memories. Memories of what people looked like in a certain year, all the classes. Memories of activities that they were involved in over the year. On the day that the students from Apostles Elementary School get their yearbooks, they have this massive signing where they put tables and chairs in the fellowship hall, and all the teachers and the pastors are there. And it seems like all the children want all the teachers and all the pastors to sign all the yearbooks. So it is quite a process. I guess they want to remember. Remember our heritage of faith. Remember Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul is writing to a much younger Timothy. And if you will, writing things in his memory book, his, his yearbook. Important things. To remember, Paul writes, Jesus Christ born. Remember Jesus Christ descended from David. The tradition of celebrating Jesus' birth in December, specifically the 24th, the 25th of December, obviously had not been put in place by this time. No Christmas trees, no Christmas advertisements for weeks or months before Christmas, which I would not miss not having them. But don't, don't forget Jesus' birth. The importance of remembering Jesus' birth. Because without the eternal Son of God taking on human flesh, we would have no good days to remember. Only horrible days of suffering on this earth and for all eternity. In a horrible, horrible place. Even more horrible than some of these Halloween movies that they come out with nowadays. Or these, these scary kind of Halloween uh, things that they put on, on people's lawns. Personally, I, I like having Christmas in December because it gives me something to look forward to in this upcoming Halloween season. Remember Jesus Christ. Jesus means Savior. Christ means the Anointed One. Remember his, his human ancestry that came through David. David, the second king of Israel, because the first king, King Saul, had rejected his God. And then David was made king to replace him. 
By the way, King Saul did the Halloween thing. He went and consulted a witch for advice. But if you know anything about David from the Bible, you know that he was sinful, that he committed horrible sins that he knew were wrong and decided to do them anyway. Do you know anybody like that? That knows the will of God and the laws of the land, but chooses to do the sins anyway? I think if you looked in the mirror this morning, you saw just one of those sinners like I did. But the Lord of grace and mercy kept his promise that through David, he would send his son, the ultimate descendant, Jesus Christ. Born of a woman, human woman, Mary, who was engaged to Joseph, common carpenter. But we know that there was not a human father. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, God himself. So to Timothy and to those who administer after him, the importance of remembering Jesus Christ, remembering he was descended from David, part of God's plan of salvation. And then remember everything else that Scripture tells us about Jesus. Now, if this was Jesus' yearbook, can you imagine the kind of pictures that would be in there of one miracle after another miracle, of how he, he healed diseases and raised the dead. I mean, amazing. And the, the words that those people would have written on there of thankfulness, wow, it would really be something to see. Remember Jesus Christ. Remember how he, he was kind and caring to individual people that were hurting to families, and who could forget that huge picture of all those people gathered on that hill in Galilee by the sea? Well, Jesus fed all of them with just a small boy's lunch, a few dried fish and some tiny dinner rolls. Remember, Jesus descended from David. But there's a lot more than that, isn't there? And Paul continues and says, Remember, Jesus raised Remember, Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. Although those next pictures then in Jesus' yearbook aren't going to be the ones we'd like to look at, right? They make us feel bad when we look at them. Sad and tragic pictures. And Paul does not dwell on them a long time, and neither will we. But you have to remember them. You have to remember Jesus' suffering and death. The perfect, kind, and loving Jesus knew that the loving thing to do was to call people who were in unrepentant sin to repent. And he did that. And he did that to some pretty powerful Jewish leaders. For you see, the Jewish leaders had developed their own plan of salvation. And Jesus was not a part of that plan. They thought they could do things and enough good things that God surely would be pleased with them and take them right to be with him in heaven. And Jesus told them, it's not going to be that way. You're not going to end up in heaven. You need to confess your sins to God the Father, and you need to confess them, Jesus, to God the Son. That's himself. 
I hated him for that. And they plotted and planned how they could uh, end this threat to their plan of salvation, and they did, right? We know the pictures from Scripture in our minds of Jesus being arrested, beaten, falsely tried, and then taken to that that place of of torture on, on that wooden cross. That's the way they they treated him, right? Because here, this Jesus wouldn't have anything to do with them, but would eat with tax collectors and and so-called known sinners. These pictures we'd rather not look at, but it's important that we do. And when you open Scripture, you, you see those pictures. And there's a certain time during the year we call Lent, in which we specifically come here on Wednesday evenings and on weekends and look at those pictures in detail of how much Jesus loved each one of us and everyone else in this world, that he is willing to do that, to suffer and to die for imperfect people like Paul and Timothy and you and me. If you had... Jesus's yearbook, what would you write on that page where he was suffering on the cross? Sorry? As if, you think that's enough? Wouldn't you want to write more about how, how badly you feel for the things that you have done that have led this to ha- have happened to him? Truly repentant. Truly desiring to, to turn over to him every sin, and say, Jesus, please, please forgive me. And he did. And that's how the story ends. I mean, without this ending, there would be no hope. That's why it's so important to remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead. He indeed died to pay for sin. Your sin and mine and everyone else's. But he did not remain dead. He came alive again on Easter morning. That's the good news shared. You know the words. He is not here. He has risen. The angels told some women who went there despondent. He has risen, to which we respond, he is risen indeed. Paul says, this is my my gospel. A risen Savior being God's declaration that Jesus fully paid for every sin and every aspect of that sin. And because he lives, we will live also. But the question is, how well we live? Live like Paul. And live like the scriptures encourage us in these crucial things. To be remembered and forgotten. Now what would our yearbook be if next to our picture there would be a little asterisk. And it says, see page in the back. And there they would list all your sins or the sins of that child during that year. Be a pretty big book, wouldn't it? Yeah. 
See, God knows every single sin. Okay, maybe there's not enough room to put, to put them all. Maybe just put the grand total. Didn't listen to teacher 342 times, right? Pushed uh, another child in the playgrounds 145 times. But, what do we do with it? What do we do with, with those sins? I would suggest to be remembered and forgotten. What forgotten? Our sins. Listen to the one who called himself the chief of sinners from 1 Timothy. Paul says, Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. Indeed, remembering Jesus came into the world to save sinners, Paul says. That's him, that's you, that's me, that's everyone else. And he did, right? That's God's plan of salvation. But he came, he lived perfectly, he died, he rose again. He accomplished everything he came for. Indeed, there is a purpose to remember our daily sins, right? So that we can turn them over to Jesus. But after that, what do we do with them? Forget them. Forget them. Okay, so we are the worst sinner that we know. Because we know ourselves better than anybody else. We know our thoughts when others can't guess what those thoughts are going to be. So what did Jesus do with those thoughts that you turned over to him, that you repented of sincerely? He paid for every one of them. And God accepted that payment in full. Remember that. And forget Satan's lies. Satan's lies that you're still in your sin. Right? That's a lie. You're not in your sins. Satan would want us to be controlled by guilt. Not by thanksgiving to a gracious God who took all those sins away. It's a lie that when something bad happens to you that Satan whispered to you, see, now he's getting back at you, right? Yeah, if you wouldn't have sinned, this wouldn't have happened. It's a lie. God got back at Jesus for everything we've ever thought or done or didn't do that God would have us do. Listen and remember you are forgiven as the psalmist so beautifully proclaims in Psalm 103. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our, our transgressions from us. Did you hear that? Remember, that means no punishment, no guilt, no shame. Wipe those memories away. Or you are in danger of calling God a liar and Jesus a fraud and Satan the truth-sayer. Listen again to the creator of the universe who knows everything when he says, For I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. God doesn't remember the things that you and I do with anger, the desire to get back at us. That's all gone. Does God know what we have done and left undone? Well, sure. 
Are we in trouble because of it? No way. With God's way and Jesus' pay, believe it. Live your life by it. Show and share that forgiveness with others so that they too will be drawn to that kind of a God who takes away everything and every aspect that sin could have. Practice sin amnesia. You know, where we, gee, I don't remember anything. For, for your sins and practice sin amnesia for the sins of others. And we can do that with Jesus' help. To be remembered and forgotten are sufferings. This is my gospel for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Being totally forgiven by God does not make this earth heaven. Satan and the evil world will do everything it can to make us suffer like it did for the Apostle Paul. See, the last thing Satan wants is forgiven sinners to act like forgiven saints. Others might want that same forgiveness. I mean, throughout the ages, evil forces have made believers suffer. Paul, us today, in various ways. See, but the good news is that the message of Jesus Christ and all that he has done can never be chained, can never be kept down. We'll continue to work faith in babies and, and teens and adults and preserve that faith until Jesus takes us to heaven. Remember and forget our sufferings and our struggles. Sometimes we live in this world and we think that sin and, and evil and Satan is winning. It's not. It's not. The war is over. God wins. Stay on the winning team. To be remembered and forgotten our struggles. Paul says, Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. May the powerful God who so strengthened Paul give you strength every day in every way that you may believe his words, that you may endure and obtain the eternal salvation that is in Christ Jesus. Amen.